Welcome to Nipe Story and we are one year old. Happy birthday to us. Yay! Nipe Story is a fortnightly podcast that has been bringing you audio versions of short stories from Kenya and across the continent. I'm your host, Kevin Mwachiro. And on this, our anniversary episode, we are featuring Eco Humans by Klotlo Tsamase. Air prices have risen. Again. 650 degrees. The sun wavers in that summer blue. A few years ago, it was big, warm, a bright spot dribbling, arcs across the winter blue. Now, six hours left I have of my body. My skin wrinkles. Baked earth cracked from the summer drought. The pixel panels line my skin like crash. They peel at the edges. The sunlight falls heavy through the pores. But blood and sunlight are oil and water. Mix, they do not. Close the curtain, lover boy moans. The bed squeals as he turns under our love-making sheets. Close the curtains, I repeat, a staccato whisper. Arming bird is caged in my ribs. Fast, fast, fast it flaps, rushing for a never-coming explosion. Time leaks over a fear wound. I am afraid to heal. I have to go. Lover boy. Underneath the brown lovemaking sheet snores. His body is jaunty. Beneath his skin, his bones are wiry. They hurt me. Close Close the curtains. But the sunrise is warm. An inviting fire in the skyline. The last time I picked words of his lips. I love love you. I failed to put them back. Forget them from my own body would be to peel my skin and wrap it around his eyes. To blind them from my secret that poison my beauty daily. And leave me naked for the sun to burn. Dung, shit, mud. The walls encircle us like we're covered beneath the earth. Thatch seals this coffin of ours shut. Cow shit. Little hardened poops of cow. I picked sparse bread in the Maloko Gonyane village and handed to Nkuku and watched her make his heart hot of ours. My hands scale over the knobs of my backbone to refill the finishing sanctioned air contained in my lungs. Five hours and fifty-five minutes of air remaining, says the operator in my mind. Please pay your air bill to receive an oxygen refill. My hands are wet. My throat is tight. Breathing makes me cough. It forms traffic with words in my throat. I can't, I want to say, do this anymore. My fingers 
stumble on the knobs of my spine. Please work. Please. Tsui, tsui. White noise inflames my brain, ears and eyes. The filter in my throat has cracked. Air wheezes through quickly and faintly, touching at the lining of my tube into my lungs. I must get it fixed. With what money? Babe, don't worry. The shelter could always give you another body, lover boy says. Sleep like me. I don't want the wrong freedom, the wrong body, I fail to say. Crumpled paper makes it into my hands. My nails scratch words. Red blood words bleed from my fingers to form a grocery list. One, air. Two, sunlight. Three, joy. Four, love. Quotas of the mouth run out of my body. 365 days I want of the warm golden sunlight. Yet air, sunlight, joy and love stand around us freely. But to receive the utilities of this body, I must pay for a doctor's appointment. appointment. One, hate. Two, anger. Three, jealousy. Four, etc. Renewable utilities. Renewable germs. The skin pixel panels are growing old. Too old to absorb any more of the sunlight. The stress forces an itch to my skin. The solar heat is too strong for it. The veins underneath curl away. The automated network voiceover synced to my credit level blares from my speaker ears that lover boy complains from the noise. Warning. This is an infraction code. You do not have enough credit to live. Your rental pay for the body is used up. Visit your nearest clinic to correct the transaction. Failure to follow instructions will have your blood supply blocked. What up? What up? Blah, It goes. Warning, I sing. What up? What up? This is my family's last living property, my body, my last heirloom. I cannot lose it. I have to go. Three hours left I have of my body. The sun has knocked off. A piece of its hibiscus ribbons lie behind, cutting tails into the dainty sky. Lover boy sleeps. He wakes three hours later. I have three hours to make love. Love. To my affair boy. Sweet love. His house in Good Hope is walls of brick. Pale pink shingles the hue of a soft pink tinged sunlight. Shelter his home. Dated wood frames the windows. The house rises, 
rises, rises until I can't stare any far up without the sun melting into my eyesight. A three-legged dog, teeth sharpened by sweet love's knives, bark and barks, saliva spilling out from between its teeth and gums. I once watched sweet love snip off its tail with pruning shears, claws against the fence, a dirty yellow shake-the-fence music of claws against metal rings. Dog and I aren't on good terms, for we starve for its master's love. This is our consistent conversation. Dog, if it weren't for this fence, you would be dead. Me, I'll have him cut your heart out and bake it into a pie. Dog glares. I glare. The mahogany door pulls open. Two hours left leave me with a panic, but his image stops the flow of my blood. My mokwerekwere. His breath stains my lips, the canvas of our illicit. He's showered in rain and baked earth. His skin is smooth pixel panels. He stills me. He makes me warm, unlike lover boy sleeping in our half-empty bed. I turn to dog and hope it reads the look in my eyes. You can't love him back. I can. A hot, burning hunger grumbles in my stomach when I see white porridge. A ring of bright yellow margarine melting in the middle, sitting on a wooden desk. A siambok with chains and cuffs hangs on a rustic brick wall in the lounge suspiciously and initiate decor for a BDSM playroom. My shoulders shrink up and down at the thought of being in that room. What is free, locked in the skin, locked under the blue, locked by gravity on the ground we crawl? Wings cripple the white of this bone. My Mokwerekwere boy. I don't know his name, but I call him Mox. Mox wastes no time. He carves his way into me, that watching our shadows love making on the wall. The candle moves about, tickled and caressed by the heated sounds. The dark and night are two different humans. But love enters, taciturn. The edges of the night are frail and contain little of us. My body weakens from the derailing blood supply, but worse from the guilt. Lover boy, unaware of this, as my fortnightly occupancy still lies asleep in our half-empty bed. <sighs> Sleep comes with a dreadful foreign exchange. I'm too poor to dream. I force my eyes open to the remaining time I have. Thirteen minutes, blinking in red lights against my eyeballs. They, warning, warning, wada, wada, steal from us. You sleep as a natural defector. The rental into their dream state is steep. My passport is filled with divided lands of memories, wishes, 
family and lucid dreaming, like picking a channel from a subscribed TV station. I cannot visit. I don't want to fall asleep. The walls segregate the dreamless and dreaming. The point of segregation lies not far. My eyes roll back at its volition, pop-ups driving it crazy. That's my fault for buying trial visual programs to decode the scenery. At this point, everything comes at a blur, a hallucination of moving trees naked of leaves. Love, they will take my body. I push Mox away. My body, you mean, he smiles. His fingers pinch my breast. This is mine. Shame doesn't shut my mouth. Hunger for survival pulls my lips open. I need rent money to keep it, to stay. I have seven minutes left. Come back to bed. Leave the night alone. His skin is papery thin, translucent. His fingers tug at my skin. Stop jollying with that boy and stay with me. Leave him. Keep me. His words are crude. His words are salt harshly seasoning my fortnights. Pink veins streak across his forearms. The sun lives in his chest, beating but thrashing at times. That human part I want. My thoughts tear me to an ago time. Humans once stood under the night sky, skinny as birches, palms reaching out to the falling moonlight. Moonshine strings fell freely into their hands and into their pores, enriching their old age blood. Some barely acknowledged it. I'd batter a lung, a heart, and five fingers for that celestial milk that would give smoothness to my broken skin. I had a dream once that moonshine tasted like marshmallows, a soft pillow of sweetened and casing scented air, and if I stretched high enough, stood on my tiptoes until my calves ached, I'd touch the sky and run free like a shooting star and rewind back to where it came from. But eco-humans are limited to a cupful consumption of moonlight. Quantities of love are non-essential until it's all we have left. I want to lie in this bed with Mox forever, in this richness devoid of the poverty, staring at the ceiling fan whirling, eyes burning. Cold tears creep out from my eyes. I'm too tired to breathe, to live, because to live is to struggle. Moonlight and sunlight are kicks of protein and carbohydrates my body craves. My great-great-great-grandmother had the gift of air, water and sky, abundant to her. Nightmares of man's evolution into destruction haunt my celebrate. A hole has been raped into the ozone layer. Humans are compacted into biofueled battery, a power source of the blue summer ceiling to patch the hole. In my heart, I can't leave him. A voice cries. Please, I only have three minutes left.
His words are crude. Choose to live or die. I am life and that boy is death. What man can't protect his woman? Choose me, woman. His breath is pure. His love is opiate. To ride on another's back is a habit Nkugu boxed my ears for. My ears sting as though she stands in this room in flesh, wrinkles sagging her brownness. So I decline and I press my hands flat on my crinkle sheets and recite Nkugu's words. Every man is allowed to dig his own grave. Walk faithfully to it. Pull the blanket of earth to his neck and sleep. I face mocks. My nakedness a sacrilege to his pure one. I want to sleep. Sunlight is heavy when it meets the cloth over my bones. I don't fret that lover boy will wonder on my disappearance. That my weakness lies would still lure forgiveness from him like sourcing kindness from evil. The sunlight is heavy. My body heats up. My blood lights up red, green and amber. My bones will break from the inside. Their shards will kill me. Warning, this is an infraction code. Do not have enough credit to live. Your body supply has been blocked. Your reservoir oxygen will last 50 seconds. Water, water, blah, blah. It goes. I stare at Mox. His lips slightly parted, blowing pillows of cool air onto my face. The pins and bones that hold his skin together mock mine. For their brittle and tectonics. The horizon where each skin pixel meets the next is seamless, like the colored blue that invades our ceiling. The world remains silent, waiting for the hour of sun to return back to work. Tell me. I devote my last words of a sleeping mox. What do they pay that sparkling globe in the blue sky? Humans as us, it nourishes itself. Cannibals, we ate the earth. Now the mortar that ties the ceiling together cracks. Look, I open the curtain wider. The blue ceiling wraps like a shooting star trying to prick its way to us. One day, Marks, I want that invisible shield, that glass to shatter, stab us with its shards. He stares from the bed yawns and stretches. Must have been an expensive dream. Deftly, like eating with knife and fork, he cuts words into my ears. The receiver responds slowly. The message takes long to reach my brain. Impatient, he leaves the bed, but naked and muscular. My nail claws the air but fails to reach his last scent, the ghostly fabric that wraps from his skin. One day I'll have the scent fabric to hold, taste, wear, and sew it to the edge where my skin ends. That pain that wakes me at night, that frightens my lover boy, pricks me at day, deforms my bones at evening. 
Mox drips water from his shower. The white ash bone peeks out beneath the seams of his skin, tightly sewn to his clogged breath. He coughs it out onto his hands and feeds me carefully like a thirsty baby. He does love me. The smoke beneath spouts back into his gauzed lips. The smoke seeking its refuge. The lung, the hung ghostly strings hatched into the skull-forming tresses of fire down his face, his neck, his jaw. The sun falls down, failing to pull back his fires. Mox is hungry. Again. His teeth, little claws of the soul, seek an opening into my skin, seeks the other half, soul torn like a ghostly garment lost in the Botswana heat. My skin lets loose a sunset liquid down the knobs of my limbs in between our secrets. Choose life or death, my head shakes. An honest man digs his own grave and walks to it faithfully. The sun scales through the blue sky. I am perfect, irregular at the joints. The first time a boy touched me, my skin inflamed. Now the pixel panels peel out from the edges like a scab. Don't scratch, don't scratch. Mock's breath clogs into my ear. I can feel the wet of his saliva sticking into the inner walls of my ear. Choose him or me. Life or death, heirloom or love. I stare back at his brick walls. Decide tonight before you leave or don't bother coming back. I ponder on my maternal family. We have a curse in our family. We call the aunts, the first generation, and the cousin, the second, and us, the children of the first, the third. Love is a hard-to-come-by renewable energy. The aunts are divorced, lost their husbands, or their husbands ran free. My lover boy, a potential husband, lies in our heart, made by the wrinkled hands of Nkunku. He waits for me. He loves me. Who will pay for your body? Mox asks. I will take care of you. Choose. I refuse to share anymore. His hands touch my naked stomach as I wrap my arms around my breasts. The curse makes my family. But do I abide to this curse to make me? Do I choose Mox, life and heirloom, or lover boy, death and love? My body must not get repossessed. An honest man digs his grave. Honest man digs his grave. I can't. I want to say, do this anymore. My pulse throbs from a voltage fluctuation.
Eco-Humans was written by Clotlo Tsamase and was read to you by Kaz Lucas. Clotlo is a Motswana writer of fiction, poetry and architectural articles. Her work has appeared in Apex magazines, Strange Horizons, Wasafiri and other publications. Her short story, A Virtual Snapshots, was longlisted for the 2017 Nomo Awards. She currently lives and works in Javerone, Botswana. A quick thank you to all those who've supported Nipe's story in various ways over the last year. You have been incredible. Asante, sana, shukra. Please keep listening, following, sharing and sending your thoughts to the podcast. I do love what I'm doing and I do hope you're enjoying this journey of storytelling through African short story fiction. Nipe's story is available to download wherever you get your podcast from. We're constantly looking for short stories of between 750 to 4,500 words. So email your stories to producer at fingerpiano.co.ke if you'd like to submit your short story for consideration. Follow us here on SoundCloud and on Facebook, we are Nipe Story. And on Twitter, our handle is Nipe underscore story. We are taking a break for the holidays and we'll be back in mid-January. Season's greetings and all the best for the coming year. Nipe Story is a Finger Piano production.